I'm so, I'm so not conflicted, just like curious. I'm curious. That's a much, that's a much better, accurate, more accurate word. I'm, I'm so curious about your infatuation with seeing boys. What do you mean? Like the emo <laughs> aesthetic? Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> I just mean... Had you never told me, I would never have known. And this is like this is like a recent thing that I've learned. Like, I guess Crescent City came out last year, so maybe it was the last year. No, no, it was like this year in like March or something. Right? No, so okay, so it was this year. Yeah. So I, it was only when you were like rune, uh, that yeah. I was like so hot. that I I learned about this, and I'm really <laughs> what what. What? Dude, I I love it. I think it started in middle school. I was like always drawn to the skater boys. He was a skater boy. He was a leader boy. We that was Avril. I was just yeah, I freaking loved Avril Lavigne. I loved her look too. Yeah. I definitely went through a uh emo scene goth phase in middle school like my 6th grade year. Um I was like wearing purple skinny jeans and combat boots to school like every day um and i freaking loved there's (laughs) there's no way on earth this person will ever hear this podcast (laughs) unless i become extremely famous and wealthy and they some somehow get hold of this but um there's a boy that i went to school with his name was nate shown um and he was like four foot two and but I was also like four foot two at the time, right. so it was fine. But I kept growing, and unfortunately, Nate Schoen did not. Um, Fuck. <laughs> but he was also a ginger, and so I felt you know like an affinity with him. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, this is this is these are my people. Um, and he was a ginger bad boy skater, and Fuck. he was always always getting in trouble. And like I thought that was so hot. Um, and he. He had a skateboard, and he had, like, the flippy, long, like, Bieber hair. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and he would wear, like, big, like, caps, like, ball caps that had, like, the really flat brim. Oh, yeah, the um, flat bill. Yeah. And perfectly, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, With round it, like, dome. Kept the sticker on. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and his hair would, like, flip out from underneath it. Did he wear, like, and, DC shoes? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, of course, had a big crush on him in school, but then he was always getting in trouble, and so, as punishment, he lived with his grandparents, and his grandma Classic. They him. always live with their grandparents, don't they? Yes, yes. I don't know where his actual parents were, but he was raised by his grandparents, I believe. He was living with them at the time. So, as punishment, he had to go to Skit Theater, and Skit Theater is like Salem Kaiser Inspirational Theater. It's like a after-school program, and I did Skit Theater, and because we both did Skit Theater, I didn't have, I like often didn't have a ride, and so his grandma offered to give me a ride there. So then, like why every she? Monday after school, huh? I said, why wouldn't she? Of course, yeah, perfect, absolutely. sweet Paris. Yeah, and, like, of course I'm a golden child. I don't do anything wrong. No, no. Yeah. You're her wet dream. Yeah, she's going to be a really good influence on on Nate Schoen. And, like, (laughs) She calls him by his full name. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
And also, you know, like, what a sweet little girl. Of course, we'll give her a ride. So, like, every Monday after school, I went over to Nate Schoen's house. Because Skit Theater didn't start till like, 5 o'clock. So, like, school got out at 2.40 or whatever. And we would just hang out at his house in his room for, like, a couple hours. Wow. Until till theater happened. And, oh, my God, I just, like, I fell in love with him. We would listen to Slipknot. Wow. <laughs> what a wet dream this is. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, unfortunately, Nate Shun and I never had a romantic affair. I think he thought I was weird. I had not had braces at that time, and I only had, like, four teeth in my head. So, I mean, I don't blame him. But, and I was really enthusiastic about, like, everything, and I probably scared him a bit. But That's it was wonderful for me. And I think that that created my love of, like, emo scene boys. Damn. Damn, dude. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm. thank yeah. you for sharing that with me. This is, like, a new story that I've <laughs> never heard before. What a treat. Um, I, too, had a scene phase in seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade. I wore, like you, purple skinny jeans. I had knee-high mm. converse. Oh, of course you did. Yes, the ones that, like, tie up your legs. Yes, ma'am. And they were legit, like, Converse brand. Like, those were not knockoffs. They were, like, the real, (laughs) genuine article brand name, knee-high Converse. And uh, I would wear... My favorite were rainbow checkered um, suspenders that I would either wear up or I would let them hang down on the sides. Ah! Wow. were they not... um, uh, against dress code at my middle school, I also would have worn a chain wallet, but I I believe they were they looked too gang like for Sutter Middle, so I did oh not get to have a chain wallet, but I really wanted one, so I settled for a handmade duct tape wallet instead. Mm. You know? That was the shit too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh, I wore like uh, beanies. Yes, like same. beanies that well, you bought from Zoomies. I wore them after school. We weren't allowed to wear them in, in school. Right, right, right. Yeah. But you keep one in your backpack, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, so the second the bell rings, you put it on. Exactly. Like, oh, my beanie. I'm so yeah. edgy. I really wanted to get into, um, like, uh, non-prescription glasses, you know? Like, you can have, like, cool different frames <laughs> yes. even if you don't wear glasses. The, like, um, hipster <laughs> nerd glasses. <laughs> Exactly. Like Ray-Bans, but not um, like there's no UV protection. It's just like straight up clear. But I was too worried that people would call me out for not having a prescription. So I I dabbled in those, but I never fully committed. Uh, (laughs) Did you guys guys have the silly bands? Oh, with like the animal shapes or stars or like they were collectible? Maybe that was... Those, yes, those were silly bands. I'm thinking of, we had those too, but I was thinking of jelly bands. They were like, they were just, it was just like a circle. It was kind of like a hair tie, but it was not stretchy. It was like made of like this kind of gel material. And they came in all these different colors. And you would wear them like all the way up your arms. And um, like the more jelly bands, or I don't know the official name. I think that's what they're called. They're like the more of them you had, like the more... Uh, like the cooler you were because each color represented something different not officially but just like in my middle school um so like they were all sexual so like I remember blue was oral sex and black was like full-on intercourse and like I think maybe pink was kiss or something and then like if you broke someone else's like silly jelly band um, you like performed that act with them, but like I don't think anybody actually ever did that. But you were so fucking like 
elite and edgy if you had a black jelly bear. Holy shit, you were like, like, I'm literally down to fuck. Somebody come break this off me. Yeah, and I I had one. (laughs) (laughs) I had one, and I, I didn't have... I I didn't have sex until after high school. So did you I, wear it? Did you wear it out and proud? Absolutely, one hundred percent. What a what a badass bit. What a boss. Well, bitch. I was hanging out with Nate Schoen. I had to keep Fuck. up. What do you mean? He fucked all the time, so oh I had God. to like you know. So hard, dude. Damn. No, yeah. we did not have that. Like that's some Morris Code shit right there. That is some like. <laughs> spy level like underground i love that you guys had your own like sex language for your yeah bracelets. it was maybe awesome. maybe that existed at my school but i just wasn't savvy enough i wasn't in enough <laughs> i was not like if you're gonna like if s tier is like the most popular a is like secondary and b i was like b edging into a like it it i was but i was never s tier so i'd say i was like a like people knew who i was and uh-huh. i wasn't considered like a nerd or like people didn't really make fun of me but i also like was not down enough i was not like pretty enough to be in like the a but you know all those people have like babies now or a porn video so like i really you know i lucked out i'm really grateful that i did make it into god tier yeah. popularity in middle school um <laughs> Man, we did have the I Heart Boobies bracelets. Did yeah, you guys we have had those? those too? But we weren't allowed to wear them so because they said the word boobies on them. Right. So everyone would wear them inside out because, um, right. like, the school, they weren't going to, like, fight that, I guess. They were like, whatever, you can wear them inside out. So we all had them. We just wore them inside I don't, out. Yeah, I'm like, how did I get away with wearing it? I, I don't remember... We may have had to wear them inside out, yeah. But mine, mm-hmm. I got a lot of compliments on mine because mine was like a, a blue teal color and then yeah. the lettering was green. And oh, usually shit. it was like a neutral lettering with a colored band or vice versa. Like, yeah. But having two unique colors was really rare and special. And so I remember being very <laughs> proud of my I Heart Boobies um, bracelet. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, same. I mean, like, I I definitely dressed the part, I think, to fit in with the scene kids in my early middle school days, but I never acted uh, on it or, like, never, I never did the things that the scene kids were doing because I was so afraid to get in trouble. <laughs> oh, my God, same, dude. I was never yeah. that hard. I was never No, I know. I wanted to be, hard. but I really, I really wasn't, no. We, I couldn't commit, yeah. But Nate was, he was, he got in trouble all the time, and I was like, God. Damn. Wow. Wow. What a bad, wow. bad I know, boy. Such a bad boy. I got lunch attention once in my entire uh, education career. Um, oh, yeah? It, it was in middle school, and it was because I um, forgot to bring my PE shoes, and so my uh, evil PE teacher gave me, like, a third demerit or whatever and like because I had been tardy twice which I don't think being tardy should be your fault when you can't drive like excuse me that doesn't make any sense at all but I had like two tardies and so those are demerits and then I forgot my PE shoes once and like three equaled a lunch detention and I remember being so freaking scared but in the lunch detention classroom, one of my scene friends was in there. I think her name was, like, Marissa or Miranda. It was Marissa. And I sat with her, and I was like, oh, God, thank God. There's someone I know in here. <laughs> like, 
And yeah. she'd been in lunch attention numerous times, so she was old news for her. So it was less, this experience was made, made less scary for me. Yeah. I think looking back, there were three times where I was, like, in trouble. And the first was when I was in um, my first elementary school, and the second was in my second elementary school. And then there was one time in elementary in middle school where I was in trouble and two out of three of those times I um like wrote to the principal or whatever and was like this is unacceptable um I will not I have been be participating I've been wrongfully accused of this um <laughs> and like I made I made a big deal like the the first was I had a uh, new, she was like her first year teaching or something. Mrs. Lynn, I feel like I've talked about Mrs. Lynn before. Um, was and she, the she one was you, like wanted to die. <laughs> yeah, she was like, it, yeah, she was not. She did not have a handle on her classroom, and so I scheduled an appointment with the principal, and I told him I was like, look, man, there's like some sexual harassment going on in my classroom that like Ooh. people aren't. She's not paying attention to like there's inappropriate touching and behavior, and um, like I need I need you to do something about it. And um, I came back from recess. And that bitch was renewed. She, I have never seen such rage <laughs> coming from a Chinese woman before. I just had never seen oh anything like it. And she assigned a book report uh, for all of us to do. And I was like, holy shit. She was like, and it's due tomorrow. And I never read, like I didn't read books. So I did mine on like an encyclopedia of horses or something like the, the guidelines <laughs> were very vague. I didn't know what I was doing. And um, there was a bookshelf right behind me. And so I went up to grab a dictionary off the shelf. And during that hour, she had, anytime someone did something, she would make them write, I will not do, you know, X, Y, Z a hundred times on a paper. Oh my God, what a coot. Yeah. And so I got up, I just, it was right behind me. Like I could have just leaned back and reached for it, but like I got up to grab a dictionary and she said, Fallon, you will write, I will not stand up out of my seat without Miss Lynn's permission a hundred times. And I was like, <gasps> God, bitch. And so when I went home, I just wept to my mother. And um, that evening, my mom arranged for me to switch classes. Um, Good. Good yeah. for you. Good but for your I mom had to do. For you. Yeah, my mom, she was awesome. But I, man, dude, I, I had to go back into that classroom the next morning and get my shit out of my desk like my yeah. books and stuff <laughs> it's and like a messy was, breakup you have to go in oh, and like get your fuck, things dude. and she was livid she was like where's your book report Fallon and I was like hey. check your ass Lynn. <laughs> I I wished I could have just like ripped her up but instead like my whole fight or flight response was just like I I was like fight flight freeze and I froze and I was like mm-hmm. I am not in this class anymore and I think I just like sobbed and like scuttled and grabbed my shit and then like left my classmates um oh my it was really scary but That's I was dramatic. like anything anything but this book <laughs> <laughs> that was also in third grade by the way um oh I did that <laughs> and then uh, in middle school there was a time where I am um, uh I was sitting at a table with friends like at lunch and all of my friends left their shit on the table. And I was the last to leave. And this, like, really bitchy, like, yard duty 
um, blamed me for the trash left at the table, which I had like mm-hmm. nothing to do with. And then the vice principal came and like brought me, took me out of class to like make me sign a slip of paper that's like, I will go to detention because I littered. And I was like, I didn't do this. And he's like, I, yeah, you did. And I was like, no. And so, but I signed it, but I, then I told my grandparents. And so they called the school <laughs> and dealt with that shit. Dude, I'm so glad that your family, like, stood up for you and and called the school and switched your glasses. Because, like, holy shit. Those are, like, reaching, getting up to get a dictionary or, like, not leaving trash at a table yeah. are, like, normal things. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you didn't litter. So, ugh. Yeah, dude. My yeah, that. my family. I'm I'm very grateful. They did not fuck around. They always had my back on that shit, even if it was yeah. like some petty shit like that. Um, the only time that I I kind of deserved it, I think, was we got a new principal. Um, my second elementary school. I moved to live with my grandparents halfway through elementary school, and so in like fourth grade, we got a new principal, and I really adored our first one. And so for some reason, I was like so upset that I, I told my teacher, my fifth, fifth grade teacher, Mr. Barry, and I was like, listen, I hate this guy. I don't like what's, I don't like these changes that he's making. And Mr. Barry was like, well, why don't you write a letter? And I was like, great idea. And in this letter, I pretty much just dragged this new principal and was just like, <laughs> nobody likes you. Go back to where you came from. Oh my God. Um, I just like, I just, it was so much shade. I just pretty much trolled him, but just like in fifth grade letter format, probably with so many things misspelled. And I kind of forgot about it. I gave it to my teacher to give to the principal. And then like the next day, uh, I got called into the principal's office and he was like, this like was a really hurtful letter. And I, I just started bawling. Like I kind of forgot that I had done that. And I was like, I'm holy shit. Like I, I didn't even know what to say. I wish I could have been like, well, it's true. You suck. Bring Mr. Burns back. <laughs> I, you meant know, like, really I meant it. <laughs> I meant it, bitch. You weak ass. Mo- he had like, he had like nine and a half fingers. Like half of his did thumb was gone. Did you comment on that? Did you comment I, on that? I don't think I did. God, I hope I didn't. I don't think I did. Um, but and I. We don't I, want I, you and your nine <laughs> fingers. Get out. <laughs> Yeah, so I was, uh, I had to give up 15 minutes of that lunch. ableist Fallon being mad because Ah! he has nine fingers. (laughs) I don't think I was that cruel. I like to think that I did. I don't think I brought up the finger thing, but I think I brought up a bunch of other nonsense. And I did have to forfeit 15 minutes of that recess that day. Um, And I, I, you know, I sat there with pride. Wow. I never wrote a letter to the principal, but I did uh, create a petition for veggie burgers in elementary school. And I got like a bunch of people to sign it because I was like, I'm tired of meat. I want veggie burgers. They're healthier and they don't hurt animals. And so I like went around the school at recess and got a bunch of people to sign it. And then I turned it into my teacher who turned it into the principal. Um, who thought it was hilarious and the like they coordinated this thing with the lunch lady she like ordered a like box of veggie burgers right and they were only for me and they kept them in the freezer at school and like whenever I got to school I was like I want a veggie burger today before the school day started I would go to the lunchroom and be like 
hey, Cindy, give me my veggie burger. And she would, like, take it out to defrost. And then at lunchtime, <gasps> I would be the only one in school who would, like, have a veggie burger because you I You always so were ugly. that bitch. <laughs> You oh you are always on this vegan grind, weren't you, Paris? Yeah, I've I mean like I've I've not been very consistent with it, which is sad. It's difficult um, when you live with someone who is really likes meat and potatoes. But um, yeah, I've always been like veggies first. Don't hurt animals. Yeah. Save yep. the earth. So <laughs> I that's love that. Been me. How special. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you didn't accomplish the height of what you wanted to accomplish, but, like, you got in the region, you know? Yeah. Like, you you got in there a little bit. I mean, they yeah. were pretty much just trolling you. Yeah. Um, but, like, I really, I, you probably felt very special that you had your sweet veggie burger. I really did. Burger. I mean, I was the only kid who got them. So, yeah, I felt special. <laughs> what, a, what a special pair of gals we were, are, continue to be. Can you imagine if we would have met when we were younger, I would have thought you were so cool because of your like knee hot knee top like converse and those those suspenders. God damn! Thank you. I really hope. I wish that I. I'd like to think if we met in middle school, we might have been friends. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if we would have been friends <laughs> in high school. I think I think I would have felt threatened by you and your acting and musical capabilities. So by the time I got into theater, you would have been my biggest competition, and then I wouldn't have allowed myself to be friends with you. You would only have to be my enemy. No! <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Are you kidding me? Oh, Petty Fallon? Oh, yeah, dude. No. Oh, my God. No, well, no, no, I'm no, glad no. that we didn't meet in high school then. Me too. I'm so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so grateful. <laughs> Man. Fuck. Well, what are we talking about this week, <laughs> Well... Um, oh, wait, hold on. No, before we continue, I must say, uh, I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast and you think on my end that I'm just ripping ass over here. I'm not. It's my chair. Listen, I can do it again. That noise, it's not coming from my asshole. It's coming from my big old creaky chair that I got at Costco. And it's really comfy, and I, I can't really afford to get a new one, so you're just going to have to put up with my big creaky asshole chair. And that's, that's on period, sis. It's the tea. <laughs> well, I, I think it's fantasy time at this point. <laughs> it's a fantasy time. Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome and weebs will take you too. Fantasy time starts now. Set sail to a land of books and joy and big dicks. So... Today, we're talking about the movie Ever After, the 1998 film Ever After featuring Drew Barrymore and this hot dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Super hot guy. Like, I was watching it and Casper Walk came in and he was like, who is that? Oh my God. (laughs) 
Director Andy Tennant. Um, I'm looking up other movies by Andy Tennant. He I don't know how gold. I don't know how you can top Ever After. No, he made Hitch. Hitch oh. is pretty good. Hitch and Sweet Home Alabama. That movie's <laughs> fun. Um, he made uh, Fool's Gold, Ever After, The Bounty Hunter with Jennifer Aniston. Um, mm-hmm. Bunch of mid-2000s rom-com comedies. Right. But it sounds like he kind of started off with Ever After. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Ever After came out in 1998. Yeah. Go off. <laughs> Go the fuck off. So... Yeah, Paris, you recommended that we watch this movie. Um, yes. I had watched it maybe a month ago, two months ago. I don't know. Time has no <laughs> meaning here anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. I watched it sometime this year in this house. Um, so within the last three months, I watched it. But I watched it again today. I just finished it like, you know, half hour ago. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I'm excited to discuss it because I would hope that you... Uh, have held it to the same historical standard as you did Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Because um, I was... <laughs> okay, being, being honest, I was watching it, and I was a little bit bitter watching it. I was like, oh, oh, yeah? They're just going to be let go by those guys? No, there's there's not going to be any raping and pillaging? They're just going to, like, <laughs> be able to leave freely? I don't <laughs> think so. How unrealistic. And I, I, I was just plagued by your analysis of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Um, I think my, I don't know why I feel very defensive of it, even though like I really enjoy this movie and I don't put them in like the same realm, um, like the same category. Like I, mm-hmm. so I, I, my, my second viewing of this was a bit tainted and I, I just want to <laughs> acknowledge the hate in my heart um, over the Pride and Prejudice episode with a hope that maybe it will dissipate and I could let go of my feelings about it <laughs> no I I agree I mean like one of my qualms watching it I was like god damn just another movie that doesn't include any people of color and then I was like oh yeah. well but also there probably weren't a bunch of people of color in like French renaissance time in France where there at. weren't a bunch um, but like there weren't none yeah yeah it just was like that's just another error with um, film, period. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just, God, could please just include everybody in your movies. Please. It's not hard to do it. Well, I watched Jane Eyre um, the other day, and there was a, a black man in there. Um, he drove a carriage, and you didn't get to see his face. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 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 we love to see it. God yep. damn. Yeah. Anyway. So. <clears throat> Ever After, uh, it's set in, it doesn't actually have like a date. Well, he was like, like set in. there was mention, he was like, you need to shepherd my father into the 16th century. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, so we're in that time. Okay, cool. Yeah, but it also, the movie features Leonardo da Vinci. And Leonardo da Vinci right. only lived from 1452 to 1519. So it had to have taken place sometime in, in there. And he's, like, old in the movie, so I'm guessing it's, like, early 1500s. Right. Excellent. Excellent observation. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
fucking Very nuts. hilarious, like, inclusion of Leonardo da Vinci in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, like, and a also, crucial, um, not, like, moral compass in this film as well. Not what Leonardo da Vinci was like at all. Brady no. has this, like, really interesting um, book that's, like, all about Leonardo da Vinci and his life and, like... Um, he was like super into little boys, so I don't yes. know <laughs> if he would have been necessarily like, go for your love. I am a poor man too. I came from a bastard and I, or I am the bastard son of a peasant. Peasant. Yeah. And he's like, anyone can love. I just, <laughs> I bet he would have gone to the prince and been like, don't sweat it boo-boo just like go get yourself a little boy friend yeah he would have been like who needs women when you have child penis you know (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) exactly so again it's a fairy tale not an accurate representation of um the time but when we're sorry hmm? go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say it i i had you said you had just watched this movie i had not seen this movie since uh, like middle school, I think mm-hmm. I watched it in like maybe the fifth grade, and then a couple times in middle school. But I hadn't seen it in a really long time, and I was really surprised because I remembered some of the lines and I was like quoting them as I was watching this movie because I really liked it when I originally saw it. Yeah. So, I I mean I honestly I I dig this movie. It's a yeah. really fun feel good movie. Yes. Um, and I the way I think that I just have to like you have to look at it is like. <laughs> As if it's like you're watching a modern romance set in like a Renaissance fair. Like it's really how (laughs) it (laughs) you can't look at it from like a historical historic lens and be like, oh, yes, this is an accurate representation of the times. Yes. It's like all of these people are cosplaying and some of them like actually catch feelings um, in the middle of it. Like really is. (laughs) How I think it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> all right. Ever After, 1998 film starring Drew Barrymore and Doug Ray Scott as Prince Henry. It's a take on the Cinderella story. Uh, young Drew Barrymore or uh, Danielle is her name. Yeah, Danielle. 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 Uh, it takes place in France in what we figure out is... Uh, Early, early 15th century France? 1500? Wouldn't it be the 16th oh. century? Yes, 16th century France. Yes. Yes, early, early 16th century France. Um, and uh, she's a little gal. She's like eight or ten. And uh, her mother died before. I, I, it sounds like she died Classic during childbirth. Classic Cinderella. Classic Cinderella. Classic. Ain't got no She just mommy. has Papa, who she actually calls Papa. Um, and I've now started calling fathers Papa because you call them Papa. Because Papa so. is the best name. I mean, my Papa. grandpa was like, my grandparents are both like, we don't want to be grandparents because that makes us feel old. So instead, you will call us Mama and Papa. Which, like, is uh, unconventional, and so I dig it. So, yeah, Papa <laughs> is what I call my grandfather, but Papa is the variation through which I refer to all other father and grandfather figures. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Papa. Uh, yes, and uh, so she lives with her Papa. They live in an estate with servants that they adore and are adored by them. 
big old happy adore. family big old happy feudal family yeah we love to slop the muck we love we it like because it. he's a good lord he takes and care of us. Uh, the movie starts off with well it's not how exactly it starts but the, basically the movie starts with uh danielle meeting her new stepmother and stepsisters and uh, because her father has remarried. We're assuming her mother died like during childbirth. She didn't know her mom, so now she gets this new mom. And the next day, her or soon after their arrival, her father leaves for a trip, but before he even makes it out the gate, he dies of a heart attack, it looks like. Yeah, it's... he's like, my arm's really hurting. So <laughs> and weird. Like, I'm shitting myself on my horse. Ah. <laughs> and then he falls That's... off. Horrible. <laughs> leaving horrible. Yeah. He leaving does, poor Danielle. Leaving for leaving. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts when I fuck up. I don't know what's happening to me. I'm having a stroke. No. Uh, no, Are you no, I'm not. yourself? Are no, you I'm not shitting myself. No. All right. Um, okay, you're fine. All right. <laughs> so yes, he falls off his horse leaving poor Danielle and uh, her new stepmom and stepsisters to fend for themselves, um, even though they're taken care of by servants. Fast forward 10 years later, Danielle is now also a servant of the house, waiting on her stepsisters and stepmothers, who are cruel to her classic. She likes to fall asleep reading by the fireplace, so they call her... Soot, yes, Cinder, Cinderella. Yeah, Cinderella, classic. I <laughs> get him. Um, and through events that occur, uh, Cinderella, or Drew Barrymore, <laughs> meets the prince of France. <laughs> he rolls through her property trying to steal one of her father's horses. He's trying He's to thief. escape. What's that? He's a thief. A thief, yes. He's trying to steal one of their horses. He's trying to escape his provincial life. Classic. There must be more than this provincial life. Wow. Belle, is that you, Emma Watson? I want to make Belle my wife. That's my guest all. (laughs) Is um, Beauty and the Beast your favorite uh, Disney story slash movie? No. No? What is it? No, Ariel. I mean, she has red hair. Like, what do you expect? Oh, I'm sorry. Right. No, it's okay. Right. It's not, yeah. Can we get a little bit of, can we get a little bit of Little Mermaid? Oh, um, yeah. I, here, let me bust out my um, <clears throat> seventh Your... grade talent show act. Oh, yes! Yes! Um, <laughs> no pressure. Star. She's like, look at this stuff. Oh. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Oh! Wow, that everything was really raspy. It, it was, was like really everything. Cool. <laughs> it was kind she of, was a little she bit. Goes, she went from mermaid to goblin mean. really quick. <laughs> mermaid straight to Schmeagol. <laughs> that fork is precious indeed, my dear. <laughs> But I'm also sitting in my chair, um, <clears throat> sitting down. So my vocal cords really aren't at their peak performance. No, that thanks. was all impromptu. I really like had you out here, put you on the spot, and you delivered. And I really appreciate it. Um, your talent is consistent. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. 
<laughs> Thanks. So uh, Henry, Prince Charming Henry, rolls through with one of their horses, and she clocks him in the face with an apple. She's got a mean arm. She that takes Drew him out. Barrymore. He falls off his horse. Yeah, yeah. Like he like topples over, over himself. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, clocks him right between the eyes, and uh, she's like, "Oh shit, that's the prince." I'm s- I'm so sorry, my lord. And for Please. that, I know I must die. <laughs> <laughs> and for that, I know I must. Die and he's like, um, cool. And he like dumps a bunch of coins on her head and is like, for your silence. And then is off again. For your silence. And um, so that's kind of the point of no return for poor Drew Barrymore. Um, Her stepsisters and stepmother are scheming for the hot stepsister to marry the prince so that they can ascend the social ladder and become royalty because they're running out of money on the estate. Um, That's like the plan. But the problem is, is that through more events, Drew Barrymore becomes more acquainted with Prince Henry and um, they begin to fall in love. And that's what our story is about. You can kind of guess what happens. Um, they s- struggle through trials in this two-hour and one-minute-long movie, and then they get together, baby, and all is well. Baby. Baby, baby. But it's a really fun, kind of cute, silly, good-feeling movie, so yes. I won't spoil the rest of it. So you should watch it. Um, and the costume <clears throat> design is insane. Yeah. It's, like, pretty lit. Yeah, it the costumes are absolutely beautiful. They're like obviously like it's a period piece. It's yes. um it's beautiful. The costume design was done by Jenny Baven Beaven. I'm not quite sure how to say her name, but she has done a lot of other uh like incredible costumes in movies. Some of her stuff. She did Mad Max, uh Oh Fury shit, Road, really? Like the new Mad Max that came out. Oh, yeah, so damn. she did that. She did Jenny. the King's Speech. She did Gosford Park. Um She's done a, a lot. The Nutcracker, the one that just like recently came out uh, in 2018, like just a kids movie, but the costumes were insane. Um, she just does like these amazing, amazing costumes. So she's lit. Well done. Yeah, I definitely have to say that <clears throat> some of the dresses and gowns and like the glass slippers and the, the hairstyles and the headdresses and the costumes, like those were one of the most memorable parts mm-hmm. of the film. Like it's, those are the pieces that even when you've watched it like eight years prior, yeah. it's like you remember that. You remember yes. those things. If anything, that is what you remember. Um, uh, like that coupled with the lighting design on like certain scenes where like the costume is really important mm-hmm. um, was like... It's a treat. So it, that's yeah. part of what makes it feel good. Is it's aesthetically pleasing to watch it's so, when it comes it's so to costumes. Magical with it all does, those costumes. It does feel magical. Yeah. yeah, it's not necessarily like a cinematic experience, but they did like go out all out with the costumes for sure. Yeah, it's really fun. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like now is the time when we can go into spoilers. I feel like. Here comes a spoiler, so don't be mad, we've warned ya. You've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know. If so, then go. Spoilers! (laughs) That's the new spoiler song, did I tell you? I just, yeah, 
That's it. Oh, it's really good. I like Thanks. it. I'll just send me a soundbite. <laughs> wow, I'm, think... so, I'm so musical tonight. <laughs> you are. You're musical. I can't speak for shit. So, like, I'm just... <laughs> Sorry. Take it away, Paris. You know, like, I'm (laughs) really excited. Um, Yeah, okay, so one question for you. I I found this. I had this question years ago when my grandparents were watching the show Versailles on, like, I don't know, fucking HBO or some shit. I don't think it was an HBO show. But the the, the show Versailles about, like, French royalty. Mm -hmm. Why... Why do they have English accents? Why? Why do people have English accents in France? Because Why? it's probably easier when you have American actors to have them do English accents than French accents. Yeah. And if you're not going to go out of your way to hire actual French actors, then, you know, which you should, um, then it's it probably sounds less horrible than having them be like, oh, I'm Cinderella. <laughs> Oh no, prince and for that I know I must die. Like imagine Drew Barrymore doing a French accent throughout the film. She really struggled. She really struggled with that <laughs> British accent, man. Man oh man. And I I I was telling Brady when he was helping me set up that uh-huh. I've been analyzing. I've been, I was analyzing <laughs> this time around. What I was like, why is it so bad? What is it? And I it, honestly, it's just that there are certain vowels and stuff that she's not hitting right or that are not consistent. Like, poor Drew. Poor Drew. I mean, like, she, there was one part where she's like, yes, my lord, it's not good. But it's supposed to, it's good. It's good. But she was like, good. Good. Yes. Good. She said good, <laughs> but not good, where it's like almost an er sound. Good. Is more British, and I just was like, "Man, Drew, <laughs> fuck!" But and I, she got like she she fell into a rhythm anytime there was like a lot of passion in the mm-hmm. scene, you know, when she's like chasing the sister around, or when she's like defending the poor, like she she kind of fell, she got into it. But when it's like kind of a neutral or like the romantic, it was just like, "Sir, <laughs> I would love that." My father, he did this, and then did this, and it was just, oh man, oh man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was tough. It was now tough. See, I I really like Drew Barrymore. Um, I just think she's cute as a button. She is cute as a button. She's so cute, and I also am like, oh my god. If Drew Barrymore can be an actress, I can be an actress. Because she kind of has... That kind of sounded bad. I didn't mean that in a mean way. I just mean, like, she and I feel like have similar face shapes. And Mm. so I'm... Because I don't really have, like, a super slender face. Brady has told me that my head is very round. And that I will never forget. He said it once as a joke. And I will never forget that my head is round. Um, But it is. I have kind of, like, a rounder face. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You do have a rounder face. But so does, like, fucking Selena Gomez and the chick who plays Daenerys and, uh, like, half of the other celebrities out there. So... (laughs) Paris, you are gorgeous and much more talented than Drew Barrymore. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say it. I said it. I said it, and I mean it. 
Well, thank you. Um, she also knits her eyebrows together a lot, which I do. I have very expressive eyebrows. So I was right. like, thank you for representing the eyebrow people. Um, I, I, <laughs> but I, I agree. Maybe um, they could have spent more time with the actors and put them through like a dialect class. But I don't think that they were really worried about that when they were and making this And by other movie. actors, you mean Drew Barrymore. Because I feel like everyone else was fine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like the actor who plays the prince Henry, mm-hmm. Du Grey Scott. Um, he's a Scottish actor. It's probably why we can't pronounce his name. Oh, um, Du Grey, Du um, And then Angelica Hud- Hudson. I think that's how you say her last name. Mm-hmm. She's just great in everything she's in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She's she's amazing. So like yeah, there were there were good <clears throat> good actors in this movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I I don't know, it was so sweet. I mean, she's so sweet. They're so sweet. It was it, it's a fucking treat. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's a nitpicky thing to point out the accent because like <laughs> the whole movie is kind of goofy as well. You know, like there's definitely like comedy in it. Like it's a Disney rom com sort of, um, <laughs> like an understated rom com with mm-hmm. like the. The Spanish wife, the fiance, just you know, sobbing, sobbing, just and her like (laughs) (laughs) squealing. Yes, yeah, exactly. So like, I in Drew Barrymore's accent, I don't think takes away from the enjoyment of the film. It's just fun to think about because um, it makes me smile. Makes me smile. Yeah, I really think this movie's very sweet, though. I agree. It is. So yeah, this is your first time watching it. What were your thoughts, Paris? Tell me about it. My first time watching it since middle school. Um, oh, right, right. Yes, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was wonderful. I just like kind of settled into the couch and made Brady watch it with me. And it was, it was great. I mean, it feels really good. I definitely cried at the end. Just kidding. I don't oh. cry. Um, we've already established that. I don't know what just came out of my mouth. I forgot that you don't cry. I forgot about that. don't. Um, I actually, my, my tears sucked up into my face. I, my eyes were dry. You become more hydrated. (laughs) I absorb water from around me, uh, like an air plant. Um. Like a Talansia, you know, like that's you. Just hang me out, hang me out to dry, you know. Correct. Uh, yeah, I just think it's, it's wonderful, um, it is a very fantastical, like, fairy tale romance, and I think it's fun to see it in live action, and look at the beautiful costumes, which, like, immerse you into the world and story. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like Princess Bride, but it's not as good as Princess Bride, Mm. uh, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it gives you the same feeling as watching Princess Bride, like, you're, enraptured in this beautiful fairy tale and um i i really like the way that this movie makes me feel so yeah i agree i agree it's a good feeling oh one thing i realized there is no magic in Mm -hmm. this movie so it's not necessarily like a fairy tale in the sense of like there's no fairy godmother there's no like use of magic to aid it's just drew barrymore hucking apples yeah um you know and the, and <laughs> the like stroke of midnight thing where like cinderella loses her dress and she has to run away that is just like stroke of midnight oh drew barrymore's poor like that is <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> 
that's the Cinderella moment. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. But I, I like that. I mean, like, the, the way that this movie starts out is, like, this old woman is in her incredibly ornate bed that looks like a shipwreck. And it's amazing. She is, like, old, and she calls on the Brothers Grimm. She's like, I've heard your stories of a certain cinder maid or some... Cinder girl. Like cinder girl. And I want to tell you that she is real. And she, like, pulls out this shoe... That was her great great. great it's a slipper, Paris. Great 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 grandmother's slipper. I'm sorry, glass <laughs> slipper. Um, and she's like, "Look, let me tell you the story of Danielle de Bergeret, or however you say her <laughs> name." So basically, it's like it's kind of like how the Titanic starts, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then we are not reintroduced to those characters until the very end of the film. She's like, "Well, did you like my story?" Go fix it. Um, and then as And they're like, no, she still loses her toes. <laughs> they're like, birds still pluck out, pick out the sister's eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it's not going to be good. Um, so they like leave in their carriage. And as they're leaving, there's like this big pan shot of like the cameras like pulling out from this beautiful castle. Like the old woman still lives in, you know, Danielle and Henry's castle from hundreds of years before. And they did live happily ever after. Did. But the point, gentlemen, is that they They lived. lived. And yes. then as those words are hanging in the air and the camera is pulling out, you just see um, like a, a bunch of cars in the lower right hand corner <laughs> that they forgot to it's edit out. So, yeah, it's like a parking lot. Um, and this is supposed to be happening in like 1880 something <laughs> or maybe before then. I don't remember when the Brothers Grimm's Grimm's the Brothers Grimm's when they were running around. But uh, yeah, there weren't cars at the time. So that was like, oh, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Takes you out of it a little bit. Just a smidge, but right at the end, you know. (laughs) Right at the end, yeah. You had me. I was with you until then. They dragged you through it, and then then they let you go. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a little off-putting, the cars, but other than that. Other than that, um, yeah. I love, like, I like that Cinderella is, uh, or... She's not really Cinderella. She's Danielle. I like that Danielle is very capable and she, like, does a lot of things on her own because she's, like, always had to. Um, And I like that she, like, takes off her dress and climbs the rocks and the trees in her, like, undergarments to try to figure out where they're going. Uh, And that she picks up Henry and carries him out uh, in that scene where the so good. gypsies are gonna kill them. Yes, um, there's the use of gypsy a lot in this film. <laughs> it was written and produced in 98, 97, 98, which yeah. was 20 to 23 years ago. So um, it's more of a recent thing, I feel like, that the word gypsy has finally been condemned. So a lot yeah. of our favorite films, like Hunchback of Notre Dame and... Um, <laughs> Uh, ever after feature the word gypsy, but yeah. the proper term for those people, those people, <laughs> you people, <laughs> is Roma. It's the Romani people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like 
Roma folks. Um, it's like it's like an ethnicity. So gypsy yeah. is kind of like uh, it's like a derogatory the N-word. Yeah. yeah, which is cool, super fun. Uh, yeah. So just gonna if if we use the word gypsy, it's because they say it in the movie, and we're yeah. directly quoting it. We're not like those fucking gypsy. <laughs> Yeah, don't say that. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, Danielle is, she does say, though, like, after the the gypsies, like, almost kill them, um, she, or, well, like, threatened to kill him, and she carries yeah. him out of there, which is hilarious, and the yeah. leader of the bad boy gang is like, oh, that's so funny, come back, I'll give you a horse. Um, and then they party with yeah, them. Yeah, they just hang out with them they for a while. They get lit. They do, and Danielle says to the prince, she's like, yeah, you're so judgmental. Like, you, you, you know, she said earlier in the film, she's like, you create thieves, and then you punish them for being the thieves that you've created. Mm-hmm. She's like, and you have all these prejudices against people, like these people here, that now we're hanging out and partying with, and aren't you having a good time? Don't you see that, like, there's more to people than their station or their status or their, you know, like, ethnicity? And so... That is kind of like a nice little tone to the movie yeah, that there's is like put in there. Social and class commentary in this version of Cinderella, which yeah. is exciting. She's not just like, I am poor, but I used to be wealthy and I'm really pretty. Don't I'm really you hot. Tell? <laughs> What's I'm really that, like, pretty. Bo and Burnham my feet line. are small. My feet are tiny. The, what's the Bo Burnham line? It's like a poem. It's like, it doesn't matter where you come from. It's like, it's like titled Cinderella. It's like, as long as you're incredibly hot. <laughs> I don't remember that it, one. Maybe is it's it not in, a poem. Is it in maybe his, he's is it just like talking about Disney, but like it's in one of his comedy specials. And I will never forget him like saying about Cinderella, as long as you're incredibly hot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> On my... He's an incredible um, performer. Um, hmm. oh, he's so good. Yeah. Anywho, uh, where were we at? <laughs> talking about the we gypsies. We were talking about the gypsies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> where is she? Where is the gypsy girl? Uh, are you quoting Frollo? <laughs> Frozen? Frollo, isn't that his name? Frollo, oh yes, yes. Frozen? <laughs> yeah, I'm Are you quoting Frozone? Where is my super suit? Why do you need to know? <laughs> Could you imagine? Frozone in like that interview section of like portion of the film. He's like, or in the trailer. He's like, you know, women, they're gypsies. You know? <laughs> uh, man. Fuck. Anyway, um, yeah, we were talking about Ever After, and um, I don't even remember what... Oh, we were talking about how you have to be hot to be Cinderella. (laughs) We were saying that this Cinderella has more substance than other Cinderellas in other films. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what we're saying, which is a treat. Which is a treat. What a nice, what a nice thing. Yeah. Man. (laughs) <laughs> Have you watched Atonement, Paris? No. Okay. What What's that? I watched it yesterday, and I'm still, I still feel the effects of it. Maybe it's why I'm not able to speak as articulately, as eloquently, as. 
Is that the one with Adam Driver? No. No? No. I think, I don't know, Paris. I don't know what to do. My brain is empty and I have nothing to say. <laughs> no, I don't want atonement definition. I want atonement film. 2007. Atonement. This is. With Kira uh, Knightley. Oh, it's, I see. And that, yes. dude, that hot dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I have not seen this movie. Okay, well, I saw I watched Atonement yesterday. And um, I watched it because it was on a list of, like, best erotic scenes in film. And I was like, sign me up. I'm ready for romance. Don't, oh, God, me. That's our brand. No, I know. I just love that. I love that so much. I was just saying, like, oh, God, like, yes. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm sorry. Well, I follow a psychologist, and she specializes in, like, sex and relationships, and that was in her newsletter. And she, like, was like, what are your favorite sexy movies? And then people responded, and then one of her recommendations was Atonement. So I, like, Googled it, and I was like, wow, this scene is spicy. Oh, my goodness. I know. Okay, I have not seen this movie. I'm looking at, like, images on Google search right now, but this is the Mm -hmm. movie where Keira Knightley wears that green dress. Yes, ma'am. that dress is, like, um, idolized in cinema. Yeah, Yeah, it's, like, the the dress, like, for, you know, film. So, Exactly, exactly. So, like, the first quarter of the movie... I'm like, wow, we got the dress. We've got this amazing sex scene. We have this beautiful chemistry between like these two very hot people. What's gonna happen? And then it's it is so much emotional devastation. And oh, it's no. just like, what the fuck? Um yeah, like I I just can't like uh I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is a rapist in that movie. Like, I, oh. my whole world was tipped upside down. And so I, I think I'm just exhausted emotionally and confused. You know, I'm hurt, confused. Okay. It was the epitome of a tragedy. Like, there was no way out. There was no way you could look at the movie. Like, they spell it out for you. And they're like, this is sad ending. Here you go. And I was like, wow, there's really... You, we get no solace. Really? I get nothing? I, there's nothing. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, it, it really caught me off guard. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting, I had no idea. I'm sorry. No one told me. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I you just, had to go through that. I feel a little bit betrayed, you know, Aww. by that sexy dress. <laughs> Fuck. With great dresses comes great responsibility. 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 Um, yeah, this might be like a shorter episode. I don't really have like a lot more to say about Raptor other than I think it's a nice feel good movie. The wings are insane. I love the wings that Da Vinci makes for her. Um, yes, even though they're short-lived. Damn, bitch. Yeah, it. they have, like, maybe a minute and a half of screen time until they're yeah. destroyed. Also, I love that it's, like, the ball is happening, right? And Danielle mm-hmm. is locked in the cellar. 
And uh, her friend goes and gets Da Vinci, and he's like, hello, sir, big fan, please come let my friend out. And he goes, and Da Vinci opens the door, and he's like, yes, I shall be known in history as the man who opened the door. Um, <laughs> which is, like, a cute line. But It was really cute. I watched it. I rewound it so I could watch it again. <laughs> he I goes did. in, and he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm locked in the cellar with the prince, the prince. Oh, I'm so sad. And, and um, I'm poor Da Vinci. I'm poor. I'm an imposter. Yeah, and that's when Da Vinci's like, so am I. Um, and he says like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make you look awesome, and I'm gonna I shall make you wings. And oh my god, she he, says she he, she's he's like, well, you need to go after your your true love, and she's like. But Monsieur Signor Da Vinci, a fish can love a bird, but where would they live? And he says, "Then I'll make you wings." Mm-hmm. So cute! I really love that line. It is very sweet, and he does make her the most beautiful wings. Um, yeah. in like. 20 minutes <laughs> he does. and he's like i need some chicken wire okay we got some mesh we got some 16th century mesh we're just gonna slap that shit on I, we're wings. gonna okay Those we got wings. a harness we need some canvas belts we're gonna just really quick stitch that together okay we're gonna slap it on you maybe we need to cut a slit through the dress i don't really know but yeah. we're gonna figure it out yeah we're yeah. gonna do some wire bracing so they kind of stick out a little bit from you and give you like height uh, which yeah. is so amazing. Probably took the actual costume designer like weeks to make those wings. Um, Perhaps, yes. Yeah, but there. Well, maybe not. Beautiful. I don't think so. They, they, it did look like wire frame and then like a mesh or a stretchy mesh really? going over it. Like they're, yeah, they're just kind of they're because they're transparent. Mm-hmm. So they, they were very simple. Also, she has to tear through them. The stepmom has to tear through yeah. them. So I'm guessing that they had like dozens of those wings sure and they just like strapped them on every time <laughs> god they're so beautiful though they're so ethereal. they are so beautiful um and they like found some uh, cool 16th century french glitter to put on her face and gold yeah. eyeshadow not sure where they found those minerals and had time to crush them up but okay oh, fuck <laughs> yeah um also the the party scene that like that where she shows up with the wings everybody's hanging out it's a mask it's a masquerade ball um and the sisters go as like a horse and a peacock and uh it's a fun time but there are like really cool masks there's one like a person that walks by the camera and they have this giant headdress of like horns like a stag horns or like a stag's horns sorry mm-hmm. um and it made me think of the masks that you make and i was like god fallon could do this like this is just so cool i it made me think of of your art thank you my dabbling in headdresses i used to make headdresses my mom used to own a shop and um i would sell like i keep saying headdresses because that's pretty much what they were but i started cosplaying in high school and one of the characters i wanted to cosplay had these really tall rabbit ears um fran from final fantasy 12 and um they were unique ears you couldn't just buy i didn't want to just buy like regular bunny ears because they that was not accurate to her character at all so i made them myself and then um, I was like, I could just make these and sell these. So I made a few <laughs> pairs of those and then like some antlers and some other random shit. 
Um, I don't make them anymore, but they're they're really fun to make, and I did feel a little bit nostalgic watching all of those headdresses um, scuttle by in that scene. I agree. I loved the stepmom's horns too. How she had yeah. horns, and then she draped um, like that cloth above them, this kind of sparkly um, veil over the horns. I thought that look was it was a pretty bomb look. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I agree. There's also, like, unrelated to this scene, but there's a line in this movie that I really love the delivery of, and it's the one stepsister, the blonde one. And she's, like, dissing Danielle in the kitchen, or not the kitchen, but the dining room. And she says, like, why don't you sleep with the pigs if you insist on smelling like one? The way she says pigs is so satisfying to the ear. (laughs) I agree. Pigs. Pigs. (laughs) She has, like, the most pert little asshole mouth and she <laughs> she just delivers that line it's amazing i love the delivery uh, of that line oh i love your pert asshole <laughs> of a mouth <laughs> my dear oh, oh your mouth is just like a pert little anus i just <laughs> yes uh, Man, what would you rate this film, Fallon, out of five? Oh, okay. Well, my criteria is going to be, like, like I'm not looking at it as a cinematic masterpiece. I'm looking at it from pure enjoyment, pure soul read. Yes, pure... well, we're not we're not film critics. So. No, we're not. We're certainly nope. not. We're just here for a good goddamn time, okay? So uh, if you're looking for a good goddamn time, I'm going to say I give it a Four point three. Four, four, point, four point. Three. Okay. Four point three. <laughs> I think that's fair. I would probably give it like a four point three or a four. Uh, yeah, around there. Because I I really enjoy it. I definitely think that if if they were gonna remake Ever After, which I don't know why they would, but if no. they did, I would like to see more inclusion of like people of color and. People of all different shapes and sizes. Also, like the fucking fat shaming of the oh my stepsister, God. who yeah. is like super tiny. She is not a, a fat person at all. And every scene that she's in with her mother, she's like, "You're just going for the food." So yeah, and she's like, "Mom, I can't breathe in this dress. It's too tight." And she's like, "If you can't breathe, you can't eat." And yeah. <laughs> which I guess just literally makes the stepmom character even worse, which is like another problem with the Cinderella story is like vilifying stepmothers. Yeah, yeah. Not all horrible. Like some people are just stepmothers, and that doesn't make them bad people. Um, I read an article about um, like Disney and fairy tales, and like the dedication to like the death of all mothers in those films like everyone's mom's dead yeah like Belle's mom is dead ariel's mom is dead bambi's dad is dead you know bambi's mom gets bopped in like the first two minutes of the movie yeah bambi the deer bambi yeah she he she the mom gets bopped yeah for fucking sure yeah um and like a bunch of others like we don't no, Moana has a mom. She has a mom. Moana has uh, a mom. Yeah, I think Disney's getting better at that because uh, doesn't Tiana has parents? I think Tiana yeah, uh, her parents. dad died. Her dad died. Okay, <laughs> switching yeah. it up. Classic. Classic. Um, just switching it up. Just switching it up. Frozen. Yeah, their parents are dead. Both okay. parents dead. Oh, uh, Tangled. <clears throat> Tangled. No, 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 no. no. She, has she has parents. an evil. She has a stepmom. Evil she, stepmom. Yeah. 
um, who's just like using her for her her hair hair. It's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like a whole article on um, like the universal death of mothers and like uh, yeah, it's pretty lame. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is not a good. Yeah. It's it's not. Why? Why you? Yeah. Because women are evil. Duh. Obviously. <laughs> Don't need them around. Uh, unless they're young and hot. <laughs> right. Young and hot. Young is really important. There's like, yeah. yeah older women. There's not. I mean, the queen. Older women can be hot, but they're evil if they're old yes. and hot. Yes. Uh, that's yeah. so true. <laughs> if you're young and hot, you're good. If you're old and hot, you're evil. And if you're yeah. old and ugly, you're dead. Or you're poor. Or you're really poor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So Disney, Disney, I think, is maybe straying away from that. I'm hoping. Yeah. But uh, that's been, you know, their track record is not, not a good one. With yeah, that. I don't think they should remake this movie. We don't no. need another one, y'all. <laughs> we do not need... What I need is I need a remastering of Cinderella, of... Um, Brandy's 1997 Cinderella with fucking Whitney Houston as the fairy godmother. That is what I need. I need Asian and black romance together. I need that in HD, 4K HD, okay? That's what I need. Not a bootleg (laughs) on YouTube, people. I agree. Um, That movie, the Cinderella movie uh, with Whitney Houston, is so beautiful. Her dress... In that movie, I had this movie on VHS and I watched it all the time. I love that movie. I've never watched it. You've never... <gasps> Fallon! I, because we have... Because I found one copy on... Not copy, but I found it on YouTube. It's like a um, like a recording of it on YouTube. But my TV is such high quality that it warps mm-hmm. the image. Not saying that like I'm like I have such an expensive TV like this TV was like 200 bucks which is really good for the size of it Uh, and it's kind of a piece of shit but the image quality it is 4K and so when you're watching like shitty quality things it makes it almost impossible to watch like it hurts your eyes so that is on my watch list I really want to watch it. Yeah, I want to rewatch it too. I want to figure out how I can get my hands on it. Just to clarify, Whitney Houston is the godmother. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Brandy, uh, the singer actress, Brandy plays Cinderella. Yes, yes. But her, do you, are you looking it up online right now? Her no. dress is so beautiful. She looks uh, just. I loved this movie. I loved this movie. I had this Cinderella, and I also had the Rodgers and Hammerstein um, Cinderella, like play movie musical um mm-hmm. and i i loved that one too i just God. wait a, there was a play musical yeah cinderella uh it's a rogers and hammerstein um musical you know the song like in my own little corner in my own little chair i can be whatever i want to oh be. That with song. fucking um uh what's her face uh andrews julie mm-hmm. andrews no no okay well there's one sorry there is a are you thinking um, of the sound of music no ma'am i'm saying that the screen version of that features julie andrews i'm looking it up right now it was released in uh 57 um it's a musical yeah oh 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 yes okay no you're right yes but i did not have that version okay gotcha 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 
yeah, there's there's a lot of versions of Cinderella. I don't know if you, do yeah. you know this. <laughs> there's a there's a quite a few. We have the Cinderella story. Um, the, oh, that's new to me. That's new to me. I uh, this is I wasn't familiar with you this familiar? film because no, there was a different one. I realized it's not a musical that I used to watch on VHS, and it was a recording. And I've coveted. I don't think I'll ever be able to find it ever again. But I know that it was recorded on TV using VHS, and then after that is are were like two more movies. And one of them was about scientists who, like, are able to shrink themselves into little submarines that become, like, antibodies. And then they go inside someone's body to fight off a virus. And they're, like, really small, like, microscopic size. And I never... Osmosis Jones? No, no, not talking about Osmosis Jones. Um, um, never mind, you wouldn't understand. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but Osmosis Jones, a That's banger. a lit movie. That's a fucking bop of a film, <laughs> not going to lie. I like the bad guy in that one, too. He's a, he's a dirty boy. Mm. Um, Maybe that's our next film. Osmosis Jones. I don't know. <laughs> I, think it sh- I think it should be uh, 1997 Cinderella. I agree. Whitney Houston, I think. Yeah, I would really like to watch that movie again. That's what I, yeah. I'm so pissed that uh, VHS isn't a thing anymore. Because, like, I had so many VHS tapes when I was a kid. Because my mom oh, loves yeah. musicals, too. So we had, like, every musical you could ever imagine on VHS. So. I think yeah. I got rid of my VHS movie, my... VHS movie watcher, my VHS, <laughs> my VHS movie player, <laughs> my VHS TV. It yes. was like a little box TV with VHS in it. When we moved, Casper was like, "Are right, you're making me get rid of all my things? Are you really gonna take this TV?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I won't. I won't do it." Uh, um, speaking of movies, and um, since we have been reviewing one, I would mm-hmm. like to make a recommendation to listeners. Um, if you're interested in listening to people review movies who, like, actually know <laughs> what they're talking about when it comes to, like, cinema and, like, <laughs> um, like talking about the structure of film, uh, the podcast, The Bechdel Cast, is a great podcast to listen to for that. There's two women who talk about movies, and they actually have, like, degrees and shit. Um, not sponsored by them, <laughs> but uh, would like to be. <laughs> Can a podcast sponsor another podcast? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. If Can we, we be friends network, with them? On a network together, maybe. I'd like to be friends works. with those ladies. Um, anywho, they're great. I really like their podcast. If you like our podcast, you might like their podcast, too. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, they're um, super profesh and funny, and they usually have, like, uh, special guests on that also know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Um, We just are passionate. (laughs) And, I mean, that's really all you need. What more do you need? That was what uh, won Henry's heart, is that uh, Danielle Danielle lives with so much passion, even though he does not have a French accent. (laughs) everyone's yeah. british this yeah. is such an american fucking film though yes. yeah. i was like this, i i you can't shake it like this this movie is a delicious cheeseburger is really it, what is. it is yeah it is yeah. <laughs> with a greasy bun yeah for sure amen that's it that's all i have to say about <laughs> ever after it was a good movie i enjoyed it 
Um, you should watch it if you are, you know, still in quarantine. Or maybe put it on your queue for when we are inevitably all going to be on lockdown um, this <sighs> coming holiday and Jeez. after the holidays, too. Because the pandemic d- waits for no one. <laughs> and it will get everyone. <laughs> oh. uh, you're not safe. <laughs> I'm no. sorry, but you're not. <laughs> Stay safe, boobies. Wear your masks. Leave a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone who has already. And those of you who subscribe. (laughs) Comment on our Instagram page if you want to talk to us. Leave us a comment or send us a DM. Send us Mm -hmm. a nasty DM. Yeah, send us. Just but, kidding. Please don't send yeah. your genitals. Well, actually, maybe send your genitals. Send send pictures of your genitals over our Instagram DMs. We'd love to see them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I don't want to see your taint. I can't tell what is truth and what is fiction at this point. I That's can't how I feel about news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, my God. Thank you for listening. Uh, Fantasy Time is part of the TJBS radio podcast network. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, I love you. I love you, too. I love this mess that we've created this evening. (laughs) It's I'm so if you've listened this far, you're love you. Thank you. Seriously. Bye. Thanks. (laughs) 